Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, the 30th of July, almost the end of the month. And the terrible news this morning is that Victorian case numbers have blown out to 723. Stock market doesn't seem to mind it, but it's not good news for us, I've got to tell you. Anyway, the market is flying along today, up 41 points. That comes on the back of Wall Street, up 160. And the futures this morning, up 54. The FOMC had their meeting last night. And see, I'll give you some of their quotes, which are reasonably uh, predictable. Uh, The path of the economy will depend significantly on the course of the virus. And they commented that the direction of the virus remains unclear. We have seen some signs in recent weeks that the increase in virus cases and the renewed, excuse me, measures to control it are starting to weigh on economic activity. In other words, they're recognizing that the employment numbers, the weekly jobless numbers, which are out tonight, have started to pick up again after that rapid improvement from their huge peak. Uh, they, They improved for a while, they've started to rise again. Uh, The United States has entered a new phase in containing the virus, which is essential to protect both our health and economy, reasonably optimistic. And following sharp declines, economic activity and employment have picked up somewhat in recent months, but remain well below their levels at the beginning of the year. And the committee expects to maintain this target range until it is confident that the economy has weathered recent events and is on track to achieve maximum employment and price stability goals. The Fed are basically telling us that future policy depends on the direction of the virus. And if you read the write-ups in the newswires, that is the main take out of it is the virus has to improve or interest rates are, and that will dictate monetary policy. And they've also reiterated that they're going to use all tools to support the economy. Meanwhile, the market goes up. And here, let, let me give you some of the headlines for today. Fed chief says coronavirus surge starting to dent US economic recovery. Boeing slashes jet output, eyes factory shakeup as COVID-19 hammers sales. US coronavirus deaths top 150,000 as economy suffers further. Key jobless benefit at risk benefits at risk as Congress coronavirus talks stall. Vaccination nationalism is it every country for country for itself? US small businesses face mass closures without more pandemic aid. Facebook Google absorbed US lawmaker jabs in rare big tech hearings and US second quarter GDP to record annualized 39% fall, and that's going to be out tonight. It is it is uh, defying logic, really. Let's be honest. <laughs> the, the market is going up in the face of the economic backdrop and the risk. Now, it is clearly doing that, perhaps on hopes of a vaccine, but really it's to do with printed money. And until we get a medical solution, the market is, is that the weight of money is holding the market up. And I'm sure the heads of the bond and equity divisions of the major investment banks in New York, of Citibank, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, the people that have been used by the Fed to feed this money into the market. I am sure they are thanking their lucky stars because this golden river of cheap money that started with the GFC 10 years ago and was just about to run out has miraculously, courtesy of a pandemic, been perpetuated and The Fed is supporting the financial markets and everyone is the beneficiary and it's going through these investment banks and they just must be dining out on this pandemic news. And the market is benefiting and the market doesn't fall over, but it's hard for us to buy into it. And as Hamish Douglas recently said, it's hard to work out whether there's some vicious cliff ahead, some dose of reality, or whether we're going to quietly climb this wall of worry. And it is a wall of 
worry, genuine worry. And because of that, I think the market, I think the market's holding up despite the wall of worry. And this is not a time for us to abandon good sense and start betting on prices going higher when we're already doubting why some of them are as high as they are. So our strategy summary today is prepared to trade individual stocks against a cashed up background. And that's where we are. We're, we're cashed up, but we're happy to buy stocks. We haven't bought anything today, by the way, uh, but we still don't like the market backdrop. The Victorian case numbers today are not a good sign for the Australian economy. Uh, we are on the lookout for some income stocks for the income SMA. And our process, as I've written about the results season, I've actually got a, a great picture in the strategy piece today called Results Season Rodeo with a lovely black and white picture of a rodeo rider. But let's just be clear what's happening. We have had one of the most volatile, unpredictable quarters of earnings in history. The March to June quarter has been a completely different experience from company to company. And you really uh, don't know how things are going to go over results. And results are dumping six months of uncertainty on us in one go. And yesterday, although they're production numbers, St. Barbara Mines was down 7.6%. Independence Group was down 13% on announcements. APE was up 13%. Live Tiles down 11%. Freelancer down 4%. ALQ up 3%. I think they're flying as well today. Point being, results are a very risky time. So uh, let the results rodeo begin, but just realize that probably the best best technique into results is to not bet on the results, but wait for the results. I talked about all this yesterday. Wait for the results to come out and then react. So we are looking for companies that have good results, even if they pop a few percent on the day of results. That after results, you have a company that is de-risked for three to six months. That is is a company you can now start to rely on the fundamentals. There is suddenly some science where where there was guesswork. There is now some science and you can judge whether to buy it. Plus, if they pop on results, the, the general impression is well, uh, they're, they're doing better than expected. That is a time to start where the, the herd starts to maybe improve its view and that might start a trend. So price pops start trends. Look for those on results and get involved after results, not before results. On the results front, interesting piece of research from Morgan Stanley, who warned that the ASX 200 could be headed for a fall of up to 10% back to 5,500 over the next few weeks as analysts strip out subsidies and hone in on the real level of profits which companies are making. What they're saying is a lot of company results are going to have an element of support from JobKeeper payments and also from rental moratoriums and that those have flattered results. And there are four companies they mentioned there, Helios, GUD, Aluka, and KNS, who have all now stripped out the benefit of JobKeeper and rental support, and that other companies are going to have to do this. And this might become an element of the results season, is that companies are going to have to pull out exactly where their earnings are coming from, how much is subsidized, and therefore the outlook may not be so rosy because the baseline profit number is actually a heck of a lot lower. Anyway, we wait for the results season. We had Rio with results last night, and the share price this this morning is up 0.6%. So I've read some of the research
research already. It is saying Rio is fairly fully valued. And really, I think the future for Rio is about where the iron ore price goes. You've got Morgan Stanley saying that it's going to fall over this quarter. You've got other people saying that Vale's production won't come back on as expected. So the, the price will hold up. Who knows? Anyway, uh, Rio results, fairly muted uh, response. Good news this morning is Macquarie. Uh, they're up 1.8% on the back of their AGM. I've also read some research on that already, which says it uh, looks like their earnings this year are going to be down 12%. There has been a, a real impact of the coronavirus uh, on their business and that it is fairly valued. So uh, the share price, as you'll see, is already flying. It's hard to buy into at this price. Uh, we'll see what the results, uh, sorry, what the research says tomorrow about it. Meanwhile, uh, for all the afterpay bugs, it's back to 67.77. In fact, it's not. It's 69.43, up 2.5% today. Uh, their share purchase plan is is at $66. Closing dates today. So it looks like it looks like it will go ahead okay. Most people will take it up at $69, uh, I imagine. Otherwise, a furniture party. Nick Scarly, NCK, T and Templin Webster, TPW. Bit of a sideline. We haven't bought into it. But online furniture retailer Templin, Templin Webster. Flying along. Now got a market cap of almost a billion P of 122, which falls to 79 times. No yield. Anyway, you can see the market's in an online frenzy. Furniture doing well. We're having a little bit of a look at Harvey Norman, and that has a yield of 8.3%. Maybe we'll wait for the results to come out before we go buying Harvey Norman. But I did see Jerry Harvey the other day saying that uh, the uh, virus has benefited some companies, and the implication was that it has benefited Harvey Norman. That's about it. The uh, case numbers in the US, I'll just tell you there's a bit of a conspiracy theory sent in by one of our members. I don't know whether to uh, push it or ignore it, but uh, uh, the case numbers, you'll see the chart in the strategy piece today. Case numbers in the US have come rapidly off the top. The suggestion is that the White House has started washing the data, <laughs> hence the improvement. Sounds sounds like a Chinese GDP number. And hence the improvement and the CDC, who were providing an independent view on the data, uh, has been sidelined. And now the White House takes over, it all gets better suddenly. Anyway, I'll give you that conspiracy theory. You can check that out on uh, your local Google site. Uh, that's about that. Uh, the market doing okay today, up 44. Uh, we, as I say, are on the lookout for ideas. We haven't been pushed into anything so far. We're very lo- looking very closely. Every set of results comes out, particularly with a view to income. We still have to add some stocks to our income portfolio uh, before they go ex-dividend to collect dividends, which is the expectation of our uh, investors. Tomorrow, you will be in the hands of Tom and Chris as they tell you about the Marcus Today newsletter portfolios. Go easy on them. It's their first podcast. These things do take practice. So we'll see how they go tomorrow. You have a good day. Market up 38 as I speak. Everything holding up.